them in its tracks. That's what it means. And other people have taken our no, word and you. capitalized on us. It's about black people. It's not about any of these other movements. It sure isn't. What did they use the acronym woke made out of in that law was um, uh, wrongs to our mm. kids' uh, education. It's just some stupidity. Listen, folks, if you are if you are holding right now to come on, please continue to hold until after the NPR uh, uh, break. We'll come right back to you and we will answer your questions right here on the Sunday Forum. Please hang tight. And the phone number to call is 813-239-9663 or you can write us at DJ WMNF DJ at WMNF.org. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. A death toll in Turkey and Syria from last Monday's earthquakes now tops 28,000. NPR's Jason Bobian is in the Turkish city of Gaziantep. He reports that aftershocks continue in the region and frustration is growing over the relief and rescue response. Turkey has been hit with more than 2,000 aftershocks, some mild, some jolting, since last week's major earthquakes. This as millions of Turks work to recover from the disaster. In northern Syria, aid groups say as many as 5 million people may have lost their homes. Search and rescue efforts in Syria have officially ended, yet in Turkey, rescue teams continue to find some survivors. Early on Sunday, a baby and a man in his 20s were pulled alive from the rubble. But with hundreds of thousands of people now living in tents or in their cars, there are growing calls for more aid. The Turkish government, in response, has ordered all universities closed, at least until this summer, so that college dormitories can be used as temporary housing for the displaced. Jason Bobian, NPR News, Gaziantep. Turkey. As Turkey's president faces questions about the government's response, officials have begun detaining or have issued arrest warrants for at least 113 people allegedly involved in the construction of buildings that collapsed. U.S. fighter jets have now taken out three flying objects in the airspace over North America, the latest yesterday when U.S. and Canadian fighter jets were scrambled to shoot down an unidentified object flying over Canada in the Yukon. Canadian Defense Minister Anita Annan says this latest object was first spotted Friday evening. When we first started tracking uh, this object, it was uh, dark and we needed to make sure that we had a visual of it and so needed to wait for daylight to emerge. Canada's Prime Minister says Canadian forces will recover and analyze the wreckage. This latest shootdown came a day after an unknown object was brought down off Alaska's North Slope and nearly a week after a suspected Chinese spy balloon was shot down off the coast of South Carolina. The entire city of Flint, Michigan remains under a boil water advisory. Clinton Kleinfelter of member station WDET reports. Flint officials say on the city's website roughly 15 feet of pipe split by a main last Friday, causing pressure to drop throughout its water system. They don't yet know why, but officials want people in Flint to only use bottled or boiled water until they fix the break, flush the mains, and test the system for harmful bacteria. Flint residents are well aware of the consequences from using tainted water. In 2014, the city switched to a different water source but did not properly treat pipes for corrosion. That allowed cancer-causing lead contamination to leach into the drinking supply. For NPR News, I'm Quinn Kleinfelter in Detroit. And from Washington, you're listening to NPR News. Former Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro says he's planning to return to Brazil in the coming weeks. He made the comment during an event this weekend in Florida. Bolsonaro has been in Florida since the end of December, the eve of the inauguration of his successor, his rival Lula da Silva. Bolsonaro was accused of encouraging his supporters to storm government buildings in January. Today is Super Bowl Sunday. The Kansas City Chiefs will play the Philadelphia Eagles for the NFL title. In Kansas City, Chiefs fans have been pouring into the city's Union Station for its fan zone experience, as Carlos Moreno, member station KCUR, reports. Union Station has been packed for days with people taking selfies, buying merchandise, and touring through the Chiefs fan zone. Brett Harrison, a pastor from Lawson, Missouri, who 
was dressed as Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, complete with a play sheet and headset, was visiting with his family. Man, it's just a lot of excitement to the city. It's a lot of excitement to just all the surrounding areas. So it's just a lot of fun seeing red everywhere, seeing just fans everywhere. It kind of brings us together in, in a way that maybe we weren't before. Harrison says he is planning to include his Reed impersonation in his service Sunday morning and then head home to watch the game with his friends and family. For NPR News, I'm Carlos Moreno in Kansas City. The Canadian women's soccer, national soccer team, says it will return to training beginning today and play at this week's She Believes Cup in Florida after Canada soccer threatened legal action. The team went on strike Friday over pay equity and budget cuts, but Canada soccer said it considered the players' actions to be an unlawful strike. I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News from Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Hi, this is Miss Julie. Our week-long winter membership drive begins at 9 a.m. on Wednesday, February 22nd and goes through 9 a.m. on Wednesday, March 1st. We're seeking volunteers to take pledge calls, tally people to track funds coming in, and food donors to help feed those hungry and grateful volunteers. Restaurants, caterers, or chefs can find out more about donating drinks, snacks, or full meals by calling me at 813-238-8001 or email M-I-S-S-J-U-L-I-E at W-M-N-F dot O-R-G. I can also help get you registered to volunteer for the fun drive. Thanks. Hi, this is Doug from the Volunteer Committee. WMNF is member-supported, volunteer-powered community radio. Have you ever thought of becoming a radio activist? If so, you can register to be a volunteer on WMNF.org under the Support tab. You can help out with our next membership drive. It begins on February 22nd and goes through March 1st. Stay tuned to hear about training sessions for phone answering, tally, and other volunteer tasks during our marathon. Becoming an active volunteer helps you know what opportunities can be found both in and outside of WMNF, such as concerts, outreach events, and especially fun drives. Thanks. Hi, this is Angela B. from WMNF. Great news. WMNF is hosting the Caribbean Cruise Music Benefit Festival, taking place at Skipper's Smokehouse, Saturday, March 11th. Doors open at 7 p.m., showtime, 8 p.m. Live band, Impulse, Thickly Rivera and Island Chill, DJ with DJ Spice, special performance by Crazy, flying in from Trinidad and Tobago, alongside Renegade, sponsored by Black Label Security. Tickets is $20 in advance and $25 at the door. For more information or to be a vendor, contact WMNF.org or 813-238-8001. See you there. Hi, I'm Sean, and I hope you tune into my interview show called Tuesday Cafe every Tuesday morning at 10 on 88.5 WMNF. I interview environmentalists, politicians, social justice activists, academics, and other experts about topics that impact you right here in the Tampa Bay area. I focus on issues that are important locally and across the whole state of Florida. The show is called Tuesday Cafe with Sean Canan. It's every Tuesday morning at 10 on 88.5 FM, WMNF Tampa, and on WMNF.org. Right now, you are tuned to the Sunday Forum here on WMNF Radio, 88.5 FM. This is your member-supported, non-commercial FM radio. And Walter L. Smith is the host for the Sunday Forum, and he's right here. We're taking your telephone calls, 813-239-9663. And we're talking about black history and dictatorship in Florida. Walter? All right, we're back on Sunday Forum. Man. <laughs> Angry. Good. <laughs> but still maintain that intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> still maintain that intelligence. I'm intelligently angry. Yes. My mother would appreciate that. Uh. Okay, so we have three calls. Okay, we're gonna play these calls. We're gonna play this. Call. I'm sorry, we're gonna listen to these calls. Excuse me, and we're gonna answer them. Uh, we do have folks that is 
Okay, so somebody somebody mentioned mentioned uh, that it's important that we <laughs> don't engage in race baiting. <laughs> what is that? Race baiting. That's the words the white folks made up to cover up their own guilt. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Listen, this the thing is the Satan is the king of race baiting, if that's the case. Right. Uh, I think it's, impor- it's important to avoid race baiting by clarifying the Black History AP um, courses in place were never jeopardized. No, they're not. They're made an option. And when you make it an option, there is a problem. They went in and changed to appease the Board of Education to say, Florida's Board of Education to say, we are going to make these few courses within the Black History um, AP courses make these optional. When you make it optional and you start excluding and picking and choosing what part of really American history that you want to display, then that is a problem. problem. Stripping it down and... Our kids don't have the benefit of all the information. Why is it? You know what? No. I'm taking it. I'm going to just take it there. Why, why is this a matter of discussion? Why is that a matter of discussion? Yeah. Chinese you know what I'm AP, saying? AP China studies is not. AP European the studies wall, is not. We're talking about the Great Wall. European studies. And But how about we talk about how European studies in, ends after they say Egypt. No more of Africa. That's the only thing huh. they admit. Crazy. And they don't even say Egypt is on the continent of Africa. Africa. <laughs> Egypt, and okay, let's go to the call. Yeah, get, get a call as a chance because they've been very patient. Yes, go ahead, oh, caller. You're on the Sunday forum. Yeah, I've heard that before. Egypt is not on the continent of Africa. Okay, mm, okay. Uh, good morning, Walter. Good morning, brother. Good morning, Mabili. Good morning. And the young lady, I. Kim Jackson. Late, so I don't know your name. It's Kim Jackson. It's okay. We it's wake Kim up when Jackson. we wake up. I love, it. I love <laughs> what you're saying. Well, let me begin by saying this. We were talking about Ron DeSantis. The views expressed by the caller do not necessarily reflect the views <laughs> of the Sunday Forum, Walter L. Smith, Mabili, and Miss Kim Jackson. <laughs> okay. Now, um, but they may. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Black History Month. Yes. You know, I've uh, just learned something recently, and it's just something like Dr. King said, truth, DeSantis, you need to really hear this and hear it loudly. Truth, though crushed to the ground, shall rise again. Mm. That is the truism. Mm. I don't care what you do. You pass all the laws you want. Do whatever you want to try to do. But truth, though truth, not facts, now it's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's been proven. Though you try to crush it to the ground, it's going to rise up again. Like, I just heard something that I didn't even know. Like, we've all heard about the Tulsa Massacre, Black Wall Street. Walter, did you know that in that uh, city, New York City, uh, Central Park, that really divides the city, that's the park area, that was a black community. Black cemetery, too. They dug all those black bodies up to make green space for that area. Oh, wow. See, I'm learning more and more and more. It was True. called Seneca, Va- Seneca Village or Seneca Valley, something Seneca like that. Village? Yeah. Yeah. Truth, though, crushed to the ground. It's going to rise again. I don't care what you do. And to what the young lady was saying, I think we all need to take a lesson from this. And Walter, you said it. Mabili, you said it. Also in, in some, some other ways. But there's an old axiom. Okay. Another truth. When you play with the dummy, Ron DeSantis, DeSantis. you got to learn to think like him, or think like one. Um, if many white folk are offended, um, not made to feel good about black history, which is really American history, well, I don't feel comfortable 
when you talk about George Washington and his cherry tree. Thank you. I don't feel comfortable. Um, when you idolize them slave masters. Right. Uh, when you try to talk about um, the purchase of some land in uh, uh, New York City, when you really stole it from the native population Thank you. and try to make it like a certain way, um, I, I don't feel comfortable about a lot of that stuff. And by the way, when you mentioned about black lawyers, uh, NAACP, Legal Defense Fund, where are you? Hello. Thank you. Hello. See, it's time, it's time out now. And maybe I'm sounding like Connie Burton. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Mother, I, hope you call, I hope you call in and give it with both barrels. Okay? Because it's like, where are you guys, you know, that's what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago about, you know, advertising the banquet and stuff about, you know, MLK, the breakfast and stuff. That's all in good. Well, the but NAACP. We have so many banquets like, We've all, we arrived, and it's all over with. No. Mm-mm. Well, the no, NAACP uh-uh. needs to address, address their voter suppression within their own chapter. Say it again and say it Because loud. they can't get out here. And they, from my understanding, this is happening in other chapters. They got Alachua has a lawsuit, and they need to address how are you going to call the white man voter suppression when you're suppressing the vote within your own chapters. So it needs to be addressed immediately. Yeah, they're acting that's the, like their predecessors. You turn, saying, you've turned into no the white man. Me. I, I'm not racist, but this is just how I feel when your actions are very racist. Mm-hmm. Right. And very racist. I'll say it again. Where are you, NAACP Legal Defense Fund? Because Black Why Lives Matter is the only Trump one getting standing out. Here. Yeah, you said it right. And I know there's some other people, they want to say something, because I'm going to get off the air, Walter. What's next? We need to uh, somehow do away with Florida A&M University, which has a large black history. Um, I think department, and you know who I'm with, BCU. And, but I'm saying that loud and proud. Okay. Let me be clear. If there was no FAMU, there would, if, if they can eliminate FAMU, they can eliminate BCU. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And Edward Waters. And Edward Waters. And Florida Waters. And thank you. Jackson State. Well, we, we have. Yes. <laughs> we didn't worry about this. Yeah, we're in Florida right now. <laughs> but it'll be. It's, but they learn right. from each state. Each, each state, state they learn from each know, other. But they have. But, no, I'm just but that's a whole other tone about yeah. those merging with black, um, black HBCUs and yeah. um, alleviating their history. Yeah, I mean. You better wake up. I I said it when I would say this and I would get off the air. When King spoke at Mason's Temple, his last speech, and talking about the promised land, he was using the analogy of the promised land about the Bible. When Israel crossed over into the promised land, she fought some of her greatest fights and still was still fighting. Okay, when they were in the promised land. The promised land ain't heaven, y'all. The promised land was promised by God Almighty. Now, you got a problem, you take it up with God. God said, I'm moving them out the land, and I'm putting you in there. And this is what you need to do, starting with Jericho. Okay, (laughs) that was the promised land, and you have to fight. I don't know what's in the mentality of us as African-Americans. You want to call yourself African. You want to call yourself black or whatever, Afro or whatever. You have to fight. Mm -hmm. And I would like to ask the young lady as I go, how do you feel about these people who come up, who are black and saying, I don't want to vote. I don't see no reason to vote. When there are people who lost their lives shed blood, got beat up on the Edmund Pettus Bridge, and stuff like that. I want to hear, what do you have to say about folks like that? Walter, y'all have a wonderful morning. I'm gone. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Well, I think we already addressed that. We said that these people are comfortable. And it's sad that until it happens, because I know there are people say, oh, I'm not voting. And I had to explain to some folks they were on 
government assistance. I said, in about 15 years, black and Hispanic people will be the majority in this country. And the only reason that you still have your benefits, when Trump came into office, he wanted to give y'all a bread basket because mm-hmm. he thought black people were the majority on government assistance. And then when his people had to tell him, no, it's white people and it's always been white people, he had to walk that back because the majority of the white people who um, are on government assistance, a lot of them voted for him in those states like Kentucky mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and all those states, uh, which Kentucky is the highest level of people on welfare when their senators are the richest and wealthiest of them all. So he had to walk that back. I said, the only reason a lot of you get these benefits is because there are people in there getting up there voting, fighting for your vote. What happens if we all that go actually get up and go and vote, stop fighting for your vote? You will see a drastic change in the benefits. Like people don't realize just the whole, the only reason we got those, I guess, um, the extended benefits when COVID hit, when they gave all that extended money is because white people were feeling it. It wasn't because black and brown people were feeling it. Yep. It's because white people who voted for Trump and all the other Republicans, when they felt it, that's when that money came up. Yep. If it, if they're at right now, if you do not vote, if white people aren't feeling it, you won't be getting anything. When our problem, I see it and I keep saying it, when our problem becomes their problem, that's when we start seeing action. Mm-hmm. And that, that, and that alone is a problem. That alone is a problem. Let, let's go to the next caller. We'll All right, go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Uh, good morning. I, I love your uh, forum. Uh, some great subjects uh, coming on the airwaves every Sunday. I appreciate your time. Uh, I know you're all volunteering your time to educate, educate the community. Uh, I just want to go back to 1978, 1977, when my mother, who is half American Indian and half white, uh, forced us kids, which I greatly appreciate, to watch every series of Roots. It was not just a one-time sitting. You had to sit there for many weekends to see that. So I went to my local library, and I went to my elementary school. I was nine years old. I was looking for something with black history. So there wasn't much, but there was a book by... Dick Gregory, and the title kind of shocked me because this was the one word of mm, many words, not yeah. any kind of cussing or anything we were never able to say, right. and it happened to be the N-word, right. and it had a little article in the front saying, New York Times uh, recommended this book, so this being the only book that I could take out of the library... Uh, and I have many uh, black friends. I covered up the title. I took it home, and I read it. And with my mom in there, I covered up the title. But you know what that book did to me? Is he used comedy to show mm-hmm. what right. black men and women were going through. And after seeing Ruth and, and looking at my friends and saying, man, your relatives went through this, and, and the people of America that I have thought to be you know, free for all, and I studied the Constitution. Here, I'm like in fourth grade. I was completely in shock. I love the story of a young girl kind of rewriting history. Um, but people should be aware. And education is the only method we have to make sure that human suffering does not reoccur. Right. Um, and I just want to thank you for your time. But see, that book came out in 1974. I took it out of an elementary library in 1977 and 1978. Not one parent, not one parent came into the library and was saying, well, this book is offensive. <laughs> right, right, right. This is all politics in, in, in this current era. But have you ever... I, I like that you just said that, but I want history has never been designed to make people feel bad. Have you ever heard student complain about feeling bad in a history class? Well, no. I'm gonna tell you one no. thing. A friend of mine okay. is from Germany, and she was raised exactly. up after um, the whole thing with Hitler and 
Her parents said when they reconstructed Germany after World War II, they reconstructed the education system. Mm. And they acknowledged the evil atrocities that Hitler did to the Jewish people. And the reason why they did that is because they want to make sure that people understood what happened and to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Because how he came to power was so subtle. It was the little things. He didn't do anything major. He just He did. was elected. He was not only elected, <laughs> but everything was subtle. It wasn't like an overnight change. Right. He just each time just kept turning up the notch, turning up a notch, every notch. These things were subtly done. And then he all of a sudden just, when he felt, knew he had control, he just dropped the hammer. That's it. But by that time, it was too late. And she said, they have all of that archives, everything, so that not one child grows up not knowing what their history is. And she said, if America would have done the same thing, these white people would not be so scared and fearful of what could happen because they would have already recognized what has happened, made atonement for it, and been able to move forward. Right. But they had not, Thank they you. were not born to. Excellent. Isn't there another call? Thank yeah. you very much Thank for your you call. call. Thank you very it. much. Thank All right. you. All right. You know, and it's, it's the funny thing about Germany and Nazi Germany, we're under the impression that. Americans, racist Americans were inspired by Nazis, but no, it was the other way around. (laughs) The Nazis were inspired by the Americans. And this whole thing about one drop of black blood, you know, that was too extreme for the Germans. But let's take it even further. Most people forget when uh, Germany is where all the European countries got together to divide up the continent of Africa. Right. And when they talk about these concentration camps, they didn't start in Germany. They started from the English doing that to the Africans when they all colonized Africa. That did not start in Germany. It started from the English who now have become Americans mm-hmm, over here. Mm-hmm. So this thing goes deep and it runs back further and further than right. what we really know. Right. Or choose to And of course let's, to acknowledge. let's not forget the black the, the white replacement theory. Yeah. <laughs> which is what controls a lot of their issues today, the abortion issue and Too much education for black people. (laughs) Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Yeah, Chris Steiner back. I just think callers, the audience, like the last caller, should understand that uh, what they're calling this African-American studies was really a pork barrel project. And I've been posting this multiple times for you, Walter, on the page, uh, the references to the single page. is just one page list of objections from the Department of Education, and, and, you know, I don't disagree that DeSantis supports the Stop Woke Act. I don't want anyone to mischaracterize me as believing such a thing. And I do know that Black Lives Matter, that blacks and people of color are disproportionately sentenced and convicted uh, compared to lighter colored skin. And I do understand, I I do know that concentration camps were begun by the British. I'm very appreciative of you saying that, but uh, I, I, I'm afraid that we have a bigger problem, and that are, that's our current slave masters, the bankster gangsters who would like to see us fighting. And they're not likely to grant reparations, I don't think, but even if you do get reparations, then they're, you're still going to be a debt slave as long as you uh, continue using their currency credit system and and I've explained this in the past. I won't go into it again, but uh, you could just see that the multinational corporations are the last two years getting so much they're making record profits. That's fascism, which is the merger of corporate. That's corporatism, which is fascism, the merger of governments and corporations. And, uh, and you know, I, I see that, uh, you know, if you're a black person who's objecting to uh, African-American studies in this pilot course that was rejected. And, and of course, I said the College Board resubmitted their their uh, new curriculum. Um, we have yet to see if Department of Education will comment on it, but uh, I've yet to find where they will. But we, we have to make sure that black culture is preserved. And uh, I see even black people, uh, even in the chat, just saying that uh, the blacks uh, black rights... Uh, Black equality, this is my interpretation, not his, but it's being mixed in with other civil rights causes. And 
they should not be compared. Uh, the, the struggle for black freedom shouldn't be compared to other causes that are being mixed in. And then when the Florida Department of Education rejects it, like uh, based on critical race theory, where you have, uh, and I put the quote in there, Walter, Ed, Eduardo, um, What's wrong with critical race theory? And and it's not being mixed up because there are people who all contributed to the black freedom struggle. LGBTQ, black, queer, all of these people, literary, we wouldn't even have had uh, the Harlem Renaissance without LGBTQ literary inclusion. Black, LGBTQ. Exactly. Black. Let's say black. Well, that's great. This is for advanced placement for history to be taught by high schools by taxpayers and if you want to teach that i think it should be taught in it college. should not be so, stripped no, out these are people who are who looking are for college placement and right who are you yeah. who to are, decide why is it white people get to decide what is pertinent about what black people did to move this country forward it shouldn't be wait until you get to college this should have started in elementary school it, we shouldn't have to sit here because when they're they going to show us the plow, like, OK, what is that supposed to make us feel better that you gave black um, sl- enslaved people something extra to help with their work? <laughs> why is that? Why is that relevant? Cotton gin. Cotton gin. Why are we supposed to be happy by that? You don't even have American cuisine. Black people, the food, very food you eat, black people created. I mean, so, you so, weren't cooking anything. Let, let me, let me I just mean, say this. Let we can even talk about Freedmen's Bank. When all the black people were released to slaves, they were all the trades. Exactly. They were, they were the, the stock. They were the stock. Right. And white people didn't even let black people on the board of the very bank that their money was in. And you stole it from black people. This is why black people don't trust banks to this day. Right. Most black people. And you not acknowledging these histories. Who are you to decide... What you want to do. That's why when Nikki Haley, who at the time under Trump's administration was the ambassador for the U.N. for us, got up in the U.N. meeting and tried to. And so I don't know if it was Iran or Afghanistan about the atrocities they conflict on black on their people. That man turned around. And when I mean he shut her down, he said, how dare you? Get up here and talk about how we treat our people. When you sat up here, when black people, you shot a black man. It was Michael Brown, I think, at the time. And shot shot him in cold blood. Shot him in cold blood. And then when black people tried to peacefully protest, you sent, you militarized your police force, turned them into a military and sent them tanks. Right. Gas, um, tear gas and everything and beat them down and shot at them to disperse. And then he not only went from, he brought out every atrocity, the young boy that got shot, 12-year-old Tamir, I believe, Tamir Tamir Rice, Rice. and the guy, Eric, I mean, he pulled out every name and you just saw the faces because, you know, they have the translate, they have their um, their, so it would translate, they have their um, earphones on and you see every country sitting over there laughing, trying to hold their laughter and they, they applaud him because they're were like, how can Americans stand here and talk about another country? It's like the Bible say, how can you point out a dot in your friend's eye when you got a telephone pole hanging out of yours? How dare you have the audacity to say what black people have done and pick and choose what they what we can be taught? Mm -hmm. I mean, the stuff that you hand us is like trash. The disrespect has to end. And if you say you are all a supporter and understand this has to be done, you need to go to your fellow white people and get them all together to change this American history. You need to stop doing racism. We didn't create racism. You talking about you tired of hearing it? We've been tired. Because we're the people it happens to all the time. We're the ones who had to bury We got to bury this. Had to bury our kids. Had to bury our mothers and fathers behind this garbage. And, 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 And this is how you treat this. This is how you treat your 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 guests that you that you mm-hmm. brought over in chains. That's how you treat your guests. Man, please. <laughs> and then you want to talk about especially now, this whole immigration thing. You forget. What if the Native Americans treated you just like you treat us? Uh-huh. Treat everybody. This would be a totally different story. And you want to talk about the border in Texas? Let's remember. I think it what Texas, Arizona, California. 
part of Oklahoma and what part of Nevada, that was northern Mexico. Mm -hmm. And part of your promise was to let those Mexicans that were living there already stay there. Except you deported every last one of them and they were natural citizens. It was their land and you made a promise that they could stay. But you brought them back when you need to fight a world war. Yeah. That's a trip, man. So we how can you sit here and say what, I mean, white people, number one, all our laws should collapse because your word is nothing. Well, Florida's struggle to mm. teach black history has become a battle over who controls the past. Who controls the past? But, you know, he mentioned reparations as well. It was such confusion coming out of white Floridians, the, the white legislature, that they don't even know what they're doing, how to even enforce it. The confusion is lingering over the black history and what's off limits and what's on in the Florida classrooms. And they're saying now you have some guy, Alex LaFranconi, who is that spokesperson for the Florida Department of Education, saying we are not banning the word reparation. He said the discussion about banning the discussion of reparation came about as part of the department's objections to the advanced placement African-American course. So they didn't even want to use the word reparation. And now he's claiming they're not banning the word reparation, but they don't know how they're going to. It's a uh, reparation, of course, is offering financial restitution to the descendants of enslaved people. He's saying it will not be banned, but they won't allow discussions over. So what is it? What is the policy? It's nothing but pure confusion, and I think that's on purpose, and it's all about who's going to control the past and, in, in, indeed, the future. I think if These I think kids are undereducated. One of the things we have, we have to be cognizant of, folks, is that um, <clears throat> I was reading the rest of what Chris was trying to say, and he's correct. He's very correct in what he's trying to say. He's not—what he's not, what he's— what he's <laughs> We're, we're beating up on him before he can get everything out. He need to be but, beat uh, up on. But but let's, let me, <laughs> but Chris, uh, you know, right this is, you, you need to understand. No, he was talking about the fact that we have to go. We have to go through the legislature in order. You know, he was just talking about the pathways to get it. Get he it, needs uh, to help go through to, the legislature uh, and get his white foot. And, to do. and that is where that is, Chris. That is what what we're trying to get through to you is that we want to make sure that you. And other white people who, want, who talk about this are not just talking about it and be calling this it. show. You got to be about it. We, you know, it, it, it takes it takes actually going to the legislature yourself. You get a contingent of, of of your white friends and followers and so forth, and get together and create a coalition the that's going to be built towards doing this type of thing. Legislature is a waste we of agree. time. And, and, and while the legislature is a waste of time, Billy, you're right. You, you need to make it needs to be known. Um, that there are these coalitions that exist. They need they to be it. created, and they need to get out there, and, and they can let it be known that they will not stand for this type of thing. You need to vote them out. Vote them out. That's well, 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 what out it starts with is we need to get their financial backers. Yeah, Those people that are financially backing these um, politicians, we need to stop financially supporting them through their businesses because they wouldn't have the money to back them if we did not support exactly. them through their businesses. Mm-hmm. Now, Chris, we are not trying to berate you at all. We understand that you're saying the process, but the process means nothing when white folks are sitting there backing it. That's right. right. They it, need. Uh, we, we, they just had a special session just to there. just to give a platform for Governor DeSantis's presidential run. This whole thing was a waste of time. They need mm-hmm. to. Be it was there. a whole waste of time. This week, what we saw in Tallahassee. Uh, so I mean, no, you got to vote those people out, and I just hate the idea of you have to strip away our history. You're stripping away. Our knowledge base exactly. from our kids, exactly. you know, but, these but kids what? are demanding it. They want to know this stuff, and you're trying to strip it out. But guess what? What they're trying to do is do it is do it at the level of academia, right? From the standpoint of actual formalized academia. What I'm saying is okay. Now there's more than one way to skin a cat. You yep. hear what I'm saying? We own private schools too. Mm-hmm. We have charter schools also. But we shouldn't have to and just have, be relegated. No, no, I get it. I get it. Public schools need to be. I don't have kids, but I pay key. taxes. <laughs> and my taxes need to educate these black kids and these white kids. They need to learn why. Because I remember I had a client at this particular dealership. And this one kid that worked there, he said he did not know what the N-word meant until he was in college. Because the private school, the elite private school he went to, did not teach that 
he said, we didn't even know what black history was. He said, I was in college with my friends and rapping a song and I just dropped the N-word like I normally do. He said, they turned on me and I was crushed because I didn't even know why. Because I really didn't hang with black people until... You know, I really was in high school. They didn't go to my school. I just so have to run into them through from a friend of a friend. Damn. Well, look. And so this should not be just public school, but it needs to be public, private, and charter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah absolutely. Because if they Everybody. go into college, this needs to be a part of your acceptance into college. Truth is true. Rights of passage. So listen, folks. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna let's bring it down nice. Let's bring it down nice. Uh, okay. We're gonna we're gonna play the healer. By Erica Badu, right here on the Sunday Forum, and uh, and then we're gonna make a, some some announcements afterwards and get right back to these calls, uh, right here on the Sunday Forum. The Healer by Erica Badu. Who is this? Coming, coming to you loud and clear. Like to bring everyone's attention. WMNF Tampa, 88.5 FM.
right, that's right. Erica Badu. She's an <laughs> Afrofuturist, sounds like. <laughs> oh, yeah, big time, big time, big time. All day. All day. Hey, Kim, go ahead and read this. It's about the East Temple Recreational Complex. Okay. Um, <laughs> my company, KVJ INCPR, got, we were part of the um, overall bid for the redesign and rebuild of East Tampa Recreational Complex at Fair Oaks Expansion. We won this in July. Mm -hmm. And my company, KVJ INCPR, is doing all the public relations and community engagement for this project. I myself went to council October 20th and spoke on behalf of the administration and Team Skanska and got this project approved because it was two months it was stalled. And now we finally all got our contract signed in January, so we are off and running. I'm sorry to be coming so late because we had to wait for an approved um, flyer. So um, I know people have been upset about the name of this. Let's understand East Temple Recreational Complex came from your councilman goods. And if you have any issues about this, please address them to him or Osea Wynn Neighborhood Services or Sharisha Hill, the director of Parks and Rec. They are the ones who address this naming. Let me understand, let you know that the name has not been legally changed. It is only can be changed as the one, whoever you name any city property after must be deceased for at least a year to be considered. The community will get together and on your own time outside of this. So I'm here to talk about the very first public forum, which is this Wednesday, February 15th, 2023, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Middleton High School. It'll be in the cafeteria at 4801 North 22nd Street. And then we have a registration link. It's not mandatory, but we are using this registration link because one, um, CVent, this is the first time any technology has been introduced to City of Tampa projects. And I'm proud to say that we in the black community are the first people to get it. You don't have to look in the white community and say, hey, they had it first. Why didn't we get it? We're the first to get it. That link is cvent, C-V-E-N-T dot M-E backslash N-N-3 V-V-X. We're using registration. So we have a head count because I believe in serving dinner because these are dinner hours. <laughs> and I want to make sure I have enough food. We will have Conan's Barbecue. And we will have Alvin Bronson from Cupcake City, or better known as the Cupcake Killer, providing you dessert. I want to make sure I have enough food there for all of you. And also the second one will be Saturday, February 18th. This is mainly for those under 18. If you have a child that is under 12, please email me. They must be accompanied, one, by an adult because we are not babysitters. And they, this will be at Fair Oaks Community Center from 11 to 1 on February 18th, that Saturday, 2023, at 5019 North 34th Street. Please email me just for a head count so to make sure, once again, I have enough food to feed your children. And that is Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y, at K as in Kim, B as in Victor, J as in Jack, I-N-C-P-R.com. And I will say that again, Kimberly at K-V-J-I-N-C-P-R.com. Please email me to let me know how many children that you will have if they um, be there so that I can have an adequate amount of food there for our children. It will be from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. February 18th. And the reason why I made one for the kids, because what I've seen in these public forums, that especially when it comes to a park, for some reason, the kids' voices aren't heard as if like they aren't part of why we have parks. So I want to have one where they could be heard. They will, it'll be very informal. They will come in. We will have um, displays of what a playground would look like. We will have sheets for them to fill out about what programming that they want to see in the park. Now let's get back to the adults. We have three scheduled. When you go on to Cvent app, what we're doing is we're trying to keep up, you know, making sure not just food, but make sure that we have... Um, we can read because ever go to a, a public forum and when you see that sign in sheet, some people's handwriting is like chicken scratch. And then you want me to keep you informed, but I can't figure out what you wrote. So, yeah, it does take an email complex. But what um, and I'm going to thank Fair Oaks staff once again, they got together with their seniors and they helped them fill out 
their um, registration. And if they didn't have an email, they partnered them with another senior and made them as a guest, even though it says guests must be, this is for 18 and under because we're not taking any information from children. They can go in as their guest. And through this, um, through this link, you'll be signed up. Then you will download the CVEN app, look for East Tampa Recreational Complex. It will open up Attendee Hub and everyone on there will be able to get all the updates, especially when construction starts. And um, we have taken a chance to make sure we use every kind of thing. We'll be doing media and all of that, but we want to use everything to make sure we keep our people informed. And also, the second part of this is you don't have to be in person. We have a virtual link. You can choose whether you want to come in person or virtual. So that's the other reason we have a registration link. So that if you choose to do in person, um, be virtual, we will send you that link so that you can watch from the comfort of your home. And so to help also, I want to also thank, I want to also thank Fair Oak staff again, because they helped get some of the teenagers that in there. And I brought in two, they brought in 10. And this Saturday for for almost four hours, me and (laughs) Russell Johnson, who works at Fair Oaks and 12 other young people went and canvassed the neighborhood. We knocked on literally a thousand doors because oh, we gave out a thousand flyers. Wow. <laughs> they, if they couldn't get into you, I mean, some of these people, y'all need to understand, you need to put your dog on a leash. Because I know I have the favor of the Lord, the Lord on me. Because I put this, I didn't, the gates was wide open. So I thought I could just go in there and put the thing on there. I had put that, and, and let me tell you, the young lady, because we were paired on the street, Chris, Chris Shanti, she said, oh, Miss Kim, turn to your left. And it was a pit bull standing there. Oh, looked no. like he had chewed through his leash because he still had the harness <laughs> on. And I was like, the favor of the Lord is with me. He is not going to let this dog come and get in. And I know it was God because he just kind of stared at me. I caught one glance and I stopped looking and was walking very expeditiously out that yard. <laughs> and I mean, literally... And we've had kids, even about this name, this guy tried to spit on some of our kids. And I had to explain. And it's sad that they got this aggressiveness. Really? Yeah, because they thought that we changed it. We were like, no. And just like I told council, I want to start a project in the black neighborhood without disrespecting or agitating black people. I was on the Julianne Lane community engagement for the design phase. And everybody had an issue about that name. I say we can keep this for internal use. It's just externally. People don't know what that is. They know Fair Oaks. Because even though we all said East Tampa, they were like, where is that? Then we all had to say Fair Oaks. Well, to be very specific about where. Yeah. And then you have to go into it. You have to go and explain, like, this has not been changed. You have to take this up with Councilman Goods, Sharisha Hill, or either on CON. But the great thing, let's get back to the great thing about this. All three. You can register for all three of the public forums, February 15th, March 14th, and that will be like a flexible design. You'll get different concepts Mm -hmm. to see what it could possibly look like. And then I fought for them to push the last one back to August 16th because I said during Julian B. Lane, people were upset that they submitted a design and did not let the community get to see it and put their input before on the last one on August 16th, you will be able to go and see the final design before it's submitted to council. I said, let's learn from history and respect going into a black neighborhood without disrespecting or agitating them. That Mm -hmm. is what I want. So the link, um, Walter is going to post it in his Facebook and we're trying to get it out to as many people as possible. It is CVENT. C-V-E-N-T dot M-E backslash N-N-3-V-V-X and just go right on, register and make sure you register for all three. Check whether you want in person or virtual. All right. All right. I think I think it's great that you have the virtual part mm-hmm. because people are able to, to because they're able to uh, participate. Oh, and also they're going to have it to where even if you don't want to say anything, we will have comment sheets and Sharisha Hill, they're supposed to set up at each one of the parks some drop-off boxes with comment sheets for you to come in and be able to um, give your opinion and what you want to see in the park. 
because we have to realize if you don't say what you want, someone else is going to tell us what we want. Right. And the project is made that $36 million, yeah, it's going to break down to budget. But if you don't say nothing, someone else will someone make that decision. Yep, yep. We saw that in West Tampa. We saw that in West Tampa. Same thing. So, folks, listen, uh, check this out. Take part in it. Three dates, three sessions, February 15th, March 14th. Is that correct? Okay, the first one is February 15th. Um, it's the first one, 2023. That's the adults. You can bring some kids. Then we need you to make sure your children are there on February 18th. That one is at Fair Oaks Community Center, okay. 5019th, 34th Street. The third one will be March 14th at Milton, same time, 6 p.m., 8 p.m. in the cafeteria. And then the final one, we'll come back. I know that's a long ways off, but we will come back. It's August 16th, 2023. 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Middleton High School Cafeteria, 4801 North 22nd Street. I hope to see you guys there Wednesday. Please register. I want to make sure we got enough food. But if you're not, you can come in and register on the day of. It just keep, make your task a little longer. Instead of you just going to the kiosk, getting your name, getting your badge printed, you have to come over and fill out the information. Mm -hmm. So it's not mandatory that you do it, but it helps us so that we will know and have a good head count of what's going on. So help us help you because we're coming in here trying to give you the best. How about you help us continue giving you the best? All right. All right. Thank you very much, Kim Jackson. Hey, we're going to make sure to post this on the Facebook yeah. page. Um, folks, we got some, man, we got some calls. It was a hot day today. Yeah, we got to let the callers in. <laughs> hot day today. I think I stirred up some stuff. Yes, you did. You started some stuff. Yeah, because I see old boy, he, Chris, he mad. Oh, he real, man. He, he was blaming Kimberly. She had Kimberly Overman thinking it was her. And it's no, it's black Kimberly Jackson. Everybody mad. Everybody mad. Everybody, Everybody mad. stay mad. Y'all don't, don't stay mad. Let's do something, okay? Exactly. I need some OT, OT Genesis right, Genesis right there now. There we go. There we get go. mad, get busy. Uh, no, that's right. Uh, let's see. We're going we're gonna to go on to the next call. We're going to play some Charlie Peacock in the background to keep it cool. All right, caller, you're on the Sunday forum real quick. Go ahead. Uh, I'll try to make it quick. Uh, great work you're doing, Miss Jackson. Congratulations. Um, but if I could get back to uh, this this guy, Ron. Um, <laughs> okay, he's, he's banning books. Um, he's Jailing librarians. <laughs> he's suppressing votes. He's made it legal to commit vehicular homicide by running over... Uh, protesters, truckers. Right. He, he's 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 uh, removed a twice elected official, uh, our our attorney general um, Andrew Warren. Uh, Andrew Warren. Um, this this can't go on. I mean, we. I mean, uh, you're talking about voting him out of office. We can't wait four more years. I mean, he, yeah, he's going to run for president starting later this year. He'll start his campaign, but he, uh, Florida put up with his garbage, but the, the rest of the United States is not going to put up with his garbage. Just hold on. We need to we need to start a recall vote. Should have been done. Can we get a recall vote started? Yeah, you could. Especially since he hid these aspirations in the first term, and Mooney first ran. Right. Nobody knew this about him. At all, I, I mean, he's this uh, anti-woke pro bigot. I mean, we can't <laughs> put up with this garbage anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that the rest of the nation is going to reject this, especially when you have a Trump out there. Why would they go for Trump light? Right. So, I'm hoping that they don't go for either one of them. Well, he's a little, he's not as brash as Trump. That's why he's a little more palatable to them. And they figure like we won't be paying attention. Right. Yeah, but I think a lot of people are on to this. And I think this caller is, is indicative of that. So tell all your friends, tell everybody, tell your family. This is a, yeah, this is mean, a fascist he, he, in Florida. He, he's not the, the big liar like Trump, but he's extremely bold by coming out and trying to erase black history, uh, erase the LGBT community. I mean, 
how how much longer are, are, are we supposed to put up with this bigotry? Yeah, we but, have to recall this guy. We can't handle, you know, we're, we can't tolerate this kind of fascism. Yeah. I mean, he talks about freedom while he's re taking away all our freedom. Yeah, that's he, it. He, 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 he lambasts indoctrination while he's forcing indoctrination exactly. on, on new college. I mean, how much longer are we going to put up with this governor gaslight? <laughs> <laughs> Governor DeSantis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this guy's got more nicknames. I know, you got the best run. nicknames. I just got one. He got an arsenal. Love y'all. All right, man. Peace to you, brother. Thank you for your call. That was very informative that you, know, you have a, a voter out there who sees the handwriting on the wall. Absolutely. And, and Governor Gaslight. <laughs> <laughs> we got yeah. us some new nicknames for New nicknames for yeah. But I think Do we're out of time. Oh, we're out of time. Oh, man. Listen, I want to thank everybody for coming out. Uh, I see my sister, Attorney Celicia Smith-Gordon, down there in West Palm Beach. Do your thing, dog. Say hey. Say hey. Uh, we have, oh, man, Kim Overman. We thank... We do thank you, Chris Steiner, for 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 uh, a very lively discussion, very lively debate uh, this morning. We really appreciate uh, all the calls that came in this morning. And there might be some common ground on banks. Might be. <laughs> on the might, banks. Be. <laughs> might be. But hey, listen, everybody, I want to thank you for joining us here for the Sunday Forum uh, with your host, Walter Smith II, the Fourth Estate, and our guest, Kim Jackson, yeah. right here in the studio. And as always, come back from 